morning, children. I am here to tell you about the Garbage Pail Kids show. It is disgusting, obnoxious, and worst of all, gross. I think it's terrible that they would put something like this on TV. Now, change the channel. I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. This is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who was our guest this we are joined by Anastasia Washington, my co-host of the One More Drink podcast and the host of her own show, Serial Killer. Yeah. It's singular, right? Not killers. No, don't go to killers. All right. They just review cereal. We get into the hard stuff. Oatmeal? <laughs> yep. <laughs> just oatmeal all the time. We're going to be talking Garbage Pail Kids yes! this week. But this- first, Blake... Did you buy any toys this week? I didn't, but one of my toys broke. My NECA 90s Leonardo fell off the shelf and the sword broke in half. Oh, man. That's harsh. I feel like you should be able to get a replacement from NECA. I think so. Do I just tweet them incessantly or send a nice email? I, I You should be able to find an email for them. Um, I know like the bigger toy companies like Mattel, Hasbro, it is pretty easy... To get a replacement part, I feel like NECA may be a little bit more difficult, but I bet they'd try their best. Anastasia, did you buy any new toys or collectibles recently? Um, So I'm having this um, standoff with Funko Pops right now, where I'm trying to figure out how long I can um, stand before I buy more, because I like bought a lot. And then I was like, that's too much. But then they came out with an Edgar Allan Poe one. And then they came out with dinosaurs this week. Oh, they'll never stop. And then they have power line. It's just too much. It's just too much, you guys. Where's where? I can't. The dinosaurs looked really good. <sighs> dinosaurs is my jam. I love uh, dinosaurs so much. And um, my dad and me's relationship is basically baby and um, <laughs> the father in it. Um, so... I mean, it's just nostalgic for me. <laughs> right. I have a, a full set of the original Dinosaurs figures still on the card. And I have a uh, baby plush that is still, like, in its box. And it's I think that's pretty much all of the, like, main Dinosaurs merchandise that was released. I, I haven't seen much else. My sister, like, not last year but the year before for Christmas took a picture of me and my dad and put it in a frame and then found all these McDonald's toys from when oh, they released right. the dinosaur McDonald's toys. And she like drilled them into a frame. And so now I have that and it's pretty cool. And then she gave me the rest of the ones. Cause she like bought, like went to a garage sale after garage sale and found like a whole sack of them. That's great. And I am forever grateful for that. Cause it's great. Yeah. I love that Funko's gotten to the point that they're hitting these like lesser, <sighs> like, I mean, not like, not, not that dinosaurs is lesser in quality, no. lesser well in just well known. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they they were doing all real monsters and cat dog last year, and I was like, "What are you doing to me?" I just bought all of Fifth Element, all of them. I bought all of them, like all. I know. I wanted hey, to do gosh, more. You know, I bought all of them. <laughs> Because the actual like action figures they did are pretty much done, right? The Scrooge McDuck and Darkwing and I think like kind of action figures in general at Funko are done. That's a shame. Not just I the really... Disney afternoon stuff. 
really liked those. Have you been to the store yet? No. I'm so sorry. But we need to go. I have a friend that works at the store and I and she's like, come visit me. And I was like, I don't I don't know if I can. I don't know if it's safe. Well, I feel like once those things get <laughs> you know, the, from my wallet. Bigger those things get, the scarier they are. Oh, they're huge. But I walked by it in Hollywood and just was almost irritated by how badly I wanted to go in. Because at first I thought it was kind of like a hokey idea. And then I walked by and was like, I want to go play with all of that. Well, I the other take day the I was photos. at and they have a 10-inch Indiana Jones. And a I Funko? 10-inch Funko? It's 10-inch Funko uh, at Indiana Jones. And I got this text message from my friend. She's like, are you at Disneyland? And I'm like, first of all, it's creepy. Yes, I am. She goes, can you purchase me this 10-inch Indiana Jones? And I was like, do I have to carry it around the park the whole day? I guess, yeah, I could do it for you. Right. Surprisingly, though, they're kind of reasonable. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Even that huge one is like not. I was like 50 bucks for sure. No. 39 and that's, that's Disney horrible. Disneyland prices too. Yeah, and then I got a discount with my annual pass, so that was even better. Thirty four dollars. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I that's... saw the ten inch uh, thing from Fantastic Four at Target the other day, and I was very tempted. Yeah, but and I, yeah, it was not expensive at all. But I couldn't it do still it. Still has a three it. in it. So, well, Justin, what did you buy this week? If you savored the temptation of the thing, oh, what did I buy this week? Um. I think the only thing I got this week was, surprise, surprise, another wrestling figure. A Matt Riddle basic figure. First time in the line. Not very exciting, but uh, I spent my entire day off yesterday going to Target's looking for a different figure that Cassius Ono I spoke of last week. I went to 12 Target's yesterday. Um, it was exhausting. Uh Targets are just a nightmare right now because of people stocking up for coronavirus. I know. Everything's sold out. Yeah. It's just aisle after aisle are empty Mm -hmm. and people like waiting around for them to bring out cases of water. And I'm just there trying to get this cash as oh no. And if I have the coronavirus, I spread it to (laughs) over a dozen targets in the SoCal area. That's how it's going to go, man. The toy collectors are going (laughs) to... Because I can't find cash as oh no. And I came so close, Blake. I came so close. They had the whole rest of the series at the Empire Center Burbank Target, except for oh no. (laughs) And I came down that aisle. It was the... The Burbank Target was the eighth Target I had been to yesterday, and I came down that aisle, and I saw that they had Series 71, and when I saw they had everyone but Ono, I said out loud to no one, fuck. (laughs) I would watch a super cut. I I just want a super cut video of you saying fuck in different toy aisles in Walmarts and Targets across it, it, it the Southern took, California it took to area. That eighth one yesterday. I, I was I was not verbally until yes That's until nice. until I got to the eighth one and saw that they had had him that day. Oh. Uh, that I verbally swore in a children's toy department. Listen, people don't understand how important this stuff is. I still I was telling the story earlier today, but um, I was cleaning out my house and stuff like that, and I have this um, Ghostbusters RC um, car, and my mom reaches for it, and she goes, hey, why don't you put this on eBay? I still don't want to talk to her because of that. 
My dad recently made the argument that I could get a house down payment if I sold all of my Pokemon cards, to which I said, A, no, no, no. B, I, thought, I believe the way I got him to get off of it is I was like, look, dad, if you want to pay a man to come in and grade every single card in the basement, yeah. by all means, I don't have that kind of energy and it certainly will not be a down payment on a house in Southern California. If I had, like, triples of all the cards, I'd sell one set. Obviously. But I really only have triples of the, like, Rattatas and the Caterpies and the things you don't care about. Do the sets of the old Pokemon cards really sell for that? Like, I know nothing about this. He called because there was one set that was every single one of the original pack, which I don't even know if it had a name. I think it was just Pokemon. They were all first editions, and they were all... As if they had just been opened up and graded by somebody at like a 9.8 or 9.9 or whatever. And those went for two, three hundred thousand dollars And then somebody had a just like closed box of the original ones that was still like saran wrapped. And that sold for like 20, 30K. Like an ex- right. a lot of money. And I was just kind of like, well, I played with all of my cards. Yeah, they're not going to be. They're bent and shuffled. Yeah. They're not at. I do know, and this will be a good segue into our topic, I do know that we have certain rookie cards of basketball and baseball players that my dad, like, screwed into, like, glass cases because people were like, oh, buy this for five bucks. He's going to be the next Michael Jordan. But is that stuff still worth money? The Kobe Bryant one is. But But outside of of Kobe. If you have, like, LeBron, like, the, the... Big people who are going to go into the Hall of Fame. That stuff will go to the right like guy. The original, like the first time yeah. they were ever. Like not like the millionth pressing of... Right. But speaking of cards, cards, our topic today is something that I know very little about. That's so strange to me, but then I realize you're a baby. You're going to have to explain Boy, to me... <laughs> that's it. Oh, the appeal of these to me. You'll have to explain the why of these to me. I mean, I know the appeal... For me. That's what I need to know. Okay. We are going to talk about the Garbage Pail Kids trading cards. Yes. I look like a Cabbage Patch, first of all. <laughs> like a sexy Cabbage Patch, but like a Cabbage Patch. Um, and I was born in 1983, uh, which is the year that Cabbage Patch came out. So Cabbage Patch was a big craze when I was um, a kid. Like, it was a big deal. And I was very much into Cabbage Patch dolls. I got... At least two, because nobody wanted to buy me either a white one or a black one, because they didn't want to insult me. So they bought me. I'm biracial, so they bought me both, just to not insult me. Um, And then these cards come out, which is like a sick sense of humor of Cabbage Patch dolls, basically. Garbage Pail Kids. And they have all these weird jokes, and like, you know, there's like a booger one, and Alice Island, and they're just gross and <laughs> disgusting and they come with like stickers and gum and that's all, that's all I wanted. I don't understand. I, like I, it's you just it was gross. When I was a little kid, I didn't put two and two together that the Garbage Pail Kids were a parody of Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. Even though they looked just like just them. Just like them. Uh, I don't know. They just to me they were two very separate entities and I never knew it was a parody. But I lived through the Cabbage Patch riots. Right. Uh, you can go on YouTube if you're as young as Blake89 
and did not live through the Cabbage Patch riots to see videos. Because uh, every night on the news, you were seeing like people being trampled for these Cabbage Patch kids. Yeah, it was insanely... Um Trample. 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 <laughs> but, but you don't understand, like, now we get disappointed about toys. Like, oh, I can't find my toy. Maybe I can find it on Amazon. Maybe I can find it on eBay or whatever. Back then, if you, your kid wanted this item, you couldn't get this item. There were riots. There were fights. There I, were, <laughs> like, right? I mean, like, it was yeah, insane. It was I do remember that a little bit because I think I was eBay barely existed when I was a kid, and what version of it did exist, you didn't trust. Yeah, it was and I remember things like Furby and Tickle Me Elmo being the like the jingle all the way kind of riot. And, and, and yeah, like it was for those, but this was different. Like I feel like the Tickle Me Elmo and all those were more civilized. Like I was working at Toys R Us by that point, and you know, like every now and then, not a joke. Every now and then, you'd have someone arrested, but it wasn't like. The Cabbage Patch yeah. days. Like, you can see footage online of, like, hundreds of people storming Toys R Us and them having to throw the Cabbage Patch dolls. Like, it was wild. And this was for the dolls, not for the... Not for the cards. For the parody cards. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. this is... I mean, this was the craze, right? And I think for me, um, growing up, um, you know, I'm girl... I, I wouldn't say that I'm not girly. I'm, I'm a girly girl. You can t- definitely tell that. But my interests aren't so girly. Um, so, like, as much as I, like, wanted to play being a mom and wanted to, like, have a doll, I also was, like, but I also want to, like, ghost trap and um, read comic books. So, like, it was, like, a perfect, like, pair for me because it was, like, these gross <laughs> dolls that I grew up with and I loved it. It's just, like... Well, because was there any... Because all the cards I liked were either sports cards when I was a kid, Pokemon cards, mm. those X-Men trading cards that had stats on the back... And all of those had a sense of storytelling to it, whether it was like an actual game you would play or there was like Lord and Magic the Gathering. But these seemed, did you just open them, get 10 and like laugh at the 10 gross kids and then? Yeah, it was just yeah. like, yeah, they were just jokes. There was no lore. There was nothing mm-hmm. like, basically it was kind of a, not a spinoff, but inspired by Wacky Packs. Yeah. I think that was the first kind of like take on this sort of thing by tops were wacky packages, right? Was the yeah, I think it was that, that was same it. artist, yeah. Um, that were like parodies of like food and consumer goods. Yes. There was rats for Ritz crackers and Captain Crud for Captain Crunch. And and I think those were also by tops, yeah. And those came up before that, so these were those were kind of like the forefather of Garbage Pail Kids. So there was already kind of a market. Because originally yeah. they wanted Garbage Pail Kids to be part of Wacky Packages. And then Tops said the brand should stand on its own and be its own thing. That it was different enough because those were just stickers. Which for some weird reason, like, that I get. It's a dumb parody sticker. You well, put on your skateboard and you go on your too. way. Were, yeah. Well, well, there you But I think go. a lot of people don't, like, think of them as stickers. No, because I didn't want to take them off. I think... Uh, oh, so it was like a pa- like a cardboard card or whatever they'd yeah, use, and, and then you could peel it off if you yeah. wanted. Okay, I, I I was like not a collector. Like, I think it worked for me because I it it was kind of like a mad magazine kind of thing. Um, obviously, I'm a big nerd, but I'm also a bigger comedy nerd. You know, grew up with listening to comedy albums and stuff, and like this was like <laughs> this is a little little thing that I had 
besides my parents' comedy that they, you know, like, right. this is my comedy. You, you got know? to rebel a little bit. They well, had no, the stuff like, they were introducing you to, and you were like, this is well, our time. Well, it's like, you know, you have your parents' comedy. Like, I respect the fact that my parents were like, yes, you can stay up late and watch Eddie Murphy's special. Yes, you can, you know, all that. Like, it made me a great comedian to see all these comedians. But this was my generation's silly little jokes. Right. Not my, me trying to go up to my parents' jokes. But, Blake, you're right that it was like, for a lot of kids, it was a bit of a rebellion thing. Yeah. Like, these got banned at my school it became like a big deal if you were caught with them at school um well you need to tell me all about that (laughs) the wonderful folks who brought us baseball cards tributes to the excellence of genuine heroes the idols of generations of young americans now bring us acne amy tommy gunn bad breath seth slain wayne and the rest of what are called the Garbage Pail Kids. Among the preteen set, they are really hot. I like two Garbage Pail Kids. The manufacturer won't release sales figures, but so many youngsters have become so obsessed that the cards have been banned by some school principals from the West Coast to the East. Simply said, to have them, fine, keep them home. Monday morning, I don't want to see them in school. You can't even play with them at recess time. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? Just sit there? I mean, really. <laughs> I'll trade you Slade away for Bad Brad. Or a rare clog Dwayne for a hard-to-find furry friend. I think they're icky and gross. Some of the things on them are a little bit disgusting. It looks sort of like a swamp monster, but it's from the sewer. And its name is Sewer Sue. I think it's disgusting. Dead Fred, he's dead, and there's blood splattered on the ground. That's violent, or, or is it? It's violent, but it's just like, it, it's like cartoony. Do you know anybody disgusting like that in real life? <laughs> I think they do give ch- kids a chance to let off steam together in a not inappropriate way, to be kind of antisocial and anti-conventional in a way that doesn't really hurt too badly. I'll trade you Harry Carey for Messy Tessie. I already have Messy Tessie. Parents and educators think that this whole garbage pail thing will soon pass. Sorry, what a trade. They think. Terry Drinkwater, CBS News, Santa Monica. Please don't ask me what it all means. Stand rather, we'll see you here again Monday. Good night. Well, my elementary school teacher banned gel pens. Do you remember gel pens in the 90s? Do I remember gel pens in the 90s and black paper? Yeah, I do. We were (laughs) trading those like cigarettes in prison. And it became like a clueless status symbol of having the sparkly ones or more of them. And somebody stole like five from the popular girl and she threw a fit. And our teacher was like, the next one who just brings that in is staying after we're doing detention. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not having it anymore. This was less about the garbage pill kid black market happening on the playground. <laughs> and right. more about that these were like gross and offensive. Semi-inappropriate. And weren't, yeah, weren't, weren't appropriate for school. Right. Like, I think I was in the first grade when the craze really like burst and... Yeah, it became, for a few weeks, it was like a problem. (laughs) Yeah.
I, I see them being inappropriate, but was there anything besides the teachers being like, they're gross? I mean, they did things like the drunk man or... Okay, know, like, sure. Just, like, they, so they're promoting they're mature just, like, ideas. Not like super crazy mature, but like probably nowadays people probably would be like, nah, you wouldn't give that to your kids. But people gave all kinds of stuff to their kids in the 80s. It I strikes it me the this... same thing like Mad Magazine or, or The, the Simpsons or even. Anything earlier, like... Because when I was a kid, my parents were like, oh, The Simpsons, you can't be watching that. And now it's like, oh, this is very tame. I was never allowed to watch The Simpsons. Yeah. As you know, um, we've talked about that. I'm sure we I've have. I've never actually seen an episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. They're very good. But I have been on the ride, so I feel like I know them. I mean, I you understand the lore, then. I drink the yeah, beer. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay. There you go. I got it. That's when, 30 years when of When do TV. you remember first seeing the cards and getting into buying the cards? Um, I guess I was probably, uh, I don't even know what age. So it probably would be, if it's 85, I can't, 86. I was probably 86 then, so it was probably like I was probably like three buying shit at a comic book shop. Right. <laughs> and uh, I was probably bought it to placate because I was probably begging for something else. Because I did throw very big tantrums about comic books. I feel like that's how I got into a lot of things <laughs> that I didn't realize I got into was because the thing I wanted wasn't there. And someone was like, you'll yeah. enjoy Gargoyles, though. And I was like, no, I won't. Oh, my God. This is great. And I threw a monster. <laughs> like, I think... I I would bring on all my child acting, and it was like the world had ended, and right. it was just embarrassing because I put on a great performance. Um, I think my best performance ever was when I wanted Death of Superman, and uh, my mom was like, "No." It was also I, DC's best performance, so that uh, worked out. Yeah, and I threw the tantrum of a lifetime. Um, but yeah, I think that's when. Uh, I was probably at a comic book shop being for something else that it was probably above my age group because that's what I would do. And um, I liked cards. I liked collecting things. I liked putting them in books. I liked collecting stickers and stuff. <laughs> cards and stickers, I feel yeah. like, were the gateway to me collecting stuff because yeah. it, it 100% started... <laughs> I did coins. That was my like dumb like. Oh, your your grandpa has all of these pennies. One of them's silver because they did that one year, and it's very I dabbled important. In it, but I also did rocks. Everybody collected <laughs> like, rocks. Everyone collected rocks. Rock and now it's an expensive. Like everyone, all the fancy women are out there spending hundreds of dollars. I saw uncut rock. gems. I get it. I uh my grandfather and grandmother were collectors so whenever there was a craze like this cuz this was also a craze not at the level of the cabbage patch kids no. yeah the cabbage patch there kids never got a movie garbage pail kids riots uh <laughs> but they were not easy to find either but in, as soon as my grandparents found out there was a collectible thing that mm-hmm. I was into it became a mission to get to get them because they weren't easy to find it, it blew up around series three and it was next to impossible to find series one at that point when they blew up and then series two like you could find sometimes i remember like the ice cream trucks selling them mm-hmm. really yeah uh and you could find some of the older ones at the ice cream trucks because, and yeah, that's so cool yeah. <laughs> Uh, they'd sell them at like toy stores, like your off-brand toy stores, like your local toy stores, not your Toys R Us or your KB. Because Toys R Us would be the first place that I would sell out, right? Right. But I think I probably bought a few at Toys R Us because that was always my um, 
God, I'm a brat. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to say it anyway. After auditions, my mom would, or like a, a like after a performance or whatever, my mom would take me to Toys R Us and I could buy a toy. You'd go to like convenience stores to find them and liquor stores and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was a very weird like for a kid. Like it was, it was a. And they were just right up like, there with the male enhancement pills at the like bodega. An thing like when you're, it was probably just like to to help the parents as we go through like all their stuff. They're like, well, you know, if you go to Fedco with me, they'll have grocery <laughs> pills. Oh yeah, I, that like, was a hundred percent. I remember at one point my. <laughs> My mom we were, like, was running errands all day and was like, well, if you come with me, we'll buy like a Star Wars pack. And our neighbor heard us and was like, you're going to spoil Blake. And she was like, look, it's a $5 pack of Star Wars cards or $50 for a babysitter. It just makes more, just sense, makes more sense for me to like lure him on this trip with me. <laughs> you were lured. <laughs> yes. It worked every time. So, so then, so they were like they came on series, yeah, and like you, you, I can't even remember like how often there would be a new series, but all all of a sudden the color of the box would change. It was a and, lot because they crammed like thirteen series into two years, and then it didn't really come back around till I was in high school. Yeah, it faded out hard. Like it didn't even really fade out. It like it came to a hard end, hard end and, and then, then they made back. a movie, and then they tried to make an animated show too. That apparently parents were like, nope. Again, so they just shelved it and put it on DVD years it's ago. It's weird demographic. It, it's not a weird demographic. The demographic's there. It's just, it's a weird concept to translate. I think it was a little to... early for that, too, because we didn't really have, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was born in 1989. Like 89. Like adult cartoons at that point were Flintstones and Jetsons and things that like crossed over better. It really wasn't until the Simpsons, King of the Hill, South Park that it was oh my God. adult we animation. The, we know the creator of the Garbage Pail Kid cartoon. We do? Yes. Oh no we don't. Yes we do. <laughs> it's not who you think it is. I don't know who I think it is. It's Flint. Really? Great. Great. <laughs> Flint created the uh, G.I. Joe cartoon. Oh, uh, very very nice guy. He also wrote like most of the Dungeons and Dragons like original manuals. Okay, wow. I bet this show was pretty good, and I got to track it down now. It's out now. You can I find the DVD it. and Blu-ray. I don't know about Blu-ray, but you can find a DVD. To to speak to what you're saying, is they didn't really. I don't think they really separated our programming. Uh, like, yeah, I I now watch some of the old programming, and I go. I remember when I watched Pee Wee Herman as an adult for the first time, and I was like, Mom, that is so, like, it was so perverted. He was talking about buttering her muffin for, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, but you didn't get it, and we left. And I was like, ah. But now everything is, like, so separate. It's like everybody go to your, you know, go to your TV, your phone, your whatever, and watch something separate. But back then, people watched together. Yes, we were a community. We were a community. Did you have a favorite garbage pail kid? Um... This is like the silliest one, but I just remember going through pack after pack because I knew there was an Alice Alice Island, and it was like Ellis Island, but it was like, um, just like obviously a garbage pail kid, and it was all this trash and whatever. And my mom's name was Alice, and I remember going through pack after pack after pack to find that one to give to her for Mother's Day, like she could give. Crap about it, <laughs> but I was like, I am gonna. This is the important. Thought that this counts. is the important. It's very this, thoughtful. And for 
for so long she had it like displayed in the kitchen. It was very sweet of her. But I think that just because of that memory was, yeah, being a dork. <laughs> That's a great one. I used to do that because my, my dad bought a Game Boy because I was an only child just to like trade Pokemon with me and play. And every Aww. now and then for Father's Day, I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to buy Dad comic books. And she was like, well, no, he likes that because you like it. We don't need to go like tracking down the original Phoenix saga because you think it'll be fun for him. Well, we don't know that. It's, we don't, and we never will, unfortunately. It's so sweet that that they like play along with us because, like, I remember my mom, my nieces, for the longest time, thought my mom's favorite restaurant was Chuck E. Cheese, and and we would take her there for every birthday. They're like, Grandma loves Chuck E. Cheese, and I was like, No, yeah. Grandma loves you. Yeah, yeah Grandma loves Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> So, my weird thing with cards now, because okay. I loved them as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and now I think about like things that we collect, figures, art, and everything else, there's a, a display aspect to it. Mm-hmm. But cards were always the thing where you put it in a binder, or you'd screw yeah. the plastic and you'd put it away. How did you like display it, or were you ever like bringing people home and like busting out the card collection for people? Can I tell you how sad this is that sometimes I still open up my binders full of cards and like look at them fondly? No, I do it whenever I'm home. And you know, every once in a while, I'll like see if like somebody's been messing with them and if they're like folded. You know, don't touch my shit. I remember the exact <laughs> scenario that you laid out of like. When I was a little kid, bringing home like somebody from school to show them, my, yeah. Like, yeah, collection of them in the binder, because you couldn't bring them to school anymore, or you'd get thrown out. Yeah, I remember a lot of variables at school too. I don't think I want to, or like trading. Unless you're trading, yeah. That's yeah, different. were there ever ones that you like didn't care about trading, or that you would from garbage? Bag oh or yeah, me and the extras, you know. Yeah. Any All right. Yeah. How often were you getting it? Because I feel like, I guess that's my other perception, is if it's a joke and you keep opening these cards and you're getting the same joke, did that ever get old where you're like, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I, the same one. I never thought they were funny. <laughs> oh, well, then. Like, I, it, it was. You I didn't get the joke. I was not like. But I, you loved them. I, well, I did. But, like, I wasn't a fan of, like, gross humor or, like, like I was a, <laughs> like, I, but I liked the artwork and, like, I liked the collectability of them and, like. Yeah, uh, it's weird. They, I, I, I'm not a huge gross humor f- fan either. I, like, I don't do a lot of gross, gross humor in, in my stand-up or anything like that or anything, but for some reason I, I liked that gross humor. <laughs> yeah. Did it bother you that there would always be two versions of the same card but with a different name where they would just swap out art and copy and make it a new card that was part of it because every single card had two versions an a version and a b version and they would have different names all right then that makes you want them both all right i mean because then you have one and you don't have the other it's like a completion thing i get that all right okay it's a card i mean like it's a card thing that's yeah i mean it's different when you're battling with your cards i think it's just a different if it's if i was a collector that had to battle with my cards it would be a different mindset right i never was a collector that had to battle anything with my cards i was just like i like them i like to look at them i like to show them to people and that is it (laughs) did you ever from an ocd perspective it bothered me when putting them in the the card books because the card protector sleeves had rows of three. Oh. So you couldn't put like a full A B set. 
So what I ended up having to do is doing an A binder and a, a B, B binder. binder. So or you have like get one. yourself checked out. If you did that as a kid, you were on the spectrum. You just put them in even. Well. Yeah. So you can also flip them A side on one side, B side on the other, and then you have an A B page. No, and then you might tear the card. All right, and you right. couldn't see the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's why you. Oh, they weren't clear cards because mine were like. Clear, well, you, you couldn't see, the, see the back of the card. Like oh. if you're on like a page. Okay, sure, sure. You know. Was the back of the card interesting, or was it just like... You want to see the back of the card, even if it's not interesting. You want you want the symmetry, symmetry right. of the... It, Fair like, enough. Blake. Blake. So my understanding was that there were also some that had puzzle pieces that made giant mm-hmm. murals. Yeah, some of them are on the back of the cards. So okay. that's the back of the card. Yeah. Yeah. Did that fuck up having an A B set too? Did you have to make the choice of am I gonna have it all A B or am I gonna mur- Yeah. So really you needed four of every character to have all the murals, the A to B. And sometimes that happened by the amount that you had to buy to get all of them anyway. Like right. you started having all these extra cards. cards. Mm-hmm. Huh. And then you can give them away for gifts that people don't really want. Did you get back into it in the thousands when it came back with the new series? Bit. Yeah. You know, it's weird. The other day or a couple of months ago, I was in Pasadena and there was this antique sh- shop I was looking at before seeing Richard Cheese. And I was like walking around and then there was like this whole pack of <laughs> garbage mail kits. Like the big, not like an individual pack, like a whole, uh, I don't even know what they call it. Box. Box. There we go. I'm very tired. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, uh, I should buy that. <laughs> and I was like, that's dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean. Yes, you have them. <laughs> well, because the first wave of the new series was the, like, lost wave that right. the 80s would have done. And then it was, what, like one a year? And now they do a themed one every now and then. So they're keeping it alive, Justin. You go onto that you. bodega in New York, and right next to the male enhancement pills might be a pack of cards they're from your childhood. It alive so that you can come up with a show idea. <laughs> oh, I think that ship sailed a long. It might go on Disney Plus now. Uh, they also have steak in Hulu. Even though I haven't gotten into the new cards, uh, I've been very impressed with the figures that Funko has made. They're very fun. Uh, they're card accurate. Uh, there was a, a couple of sets of the mystery minis that were especially nice. Um, I, I, I haven't bought any of those, but I have been tempted. And I definitely would be more apt to pick up those than like a re-release of the cards and new cards. I'm surprised they didn't do more crossover stuff because there was, I think, only one wave of when Pokemon cards was giant. They did, like, Pukemon, and it was, like, Squirtle was peeing, and Pikachu was, like, picking and chewing his boogers, and it was the same kind of bit, but they right. just did it with that. I don't think they took off. I remember one person brought them to school, and half of us thought it was funny, and the other half were like, no, Pokemon's a very serious and thing. which side were you on? I thought it was a very serious... I don't like the gross-out humor, so I was sort of like... I also was already getting picked on for, like, liking that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. so then when someone came in and was like, look how stupid it. it is, I was like you i don't know it's it's weird because like i like my favorite video game of all time is boogerman and again i don't like talking about gross stuff but boogerman was my favorite freaking video game it was a good game don't care who knows 
Surprise! There wasn't a garbage pail good video game. That's what I was thinking. I know, right? I think it had come out a few years later because '85 was the NES and Super yeah. Mario Brothers, and like gaming before that it was, was like, dead. I feel like it was like '88, '89 that we started getting like video licensed games based on the Noid and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a very Super Nintendo thing. The Noid, the Seven Up icon. It just didn't stop. Yeah, it wasn't really. Seven Up one was good. Branding. Well, everyone loved the Seven Up. It was a great (laughs) game. (sighs) What is that? (laughs) They came out to help us. Meet the garbage pail kid, starring Nat Nerf, Windy Winston. Messy Tessie. Give him a chance, Tangerine. You'll like it. Ali Gator. Valerie Bobbin. Lisa Gregg. I'm gonna get fired for this. Foul Phil. Nice and a The Garbage Pail Kids movie. They may not be pretty, but boy. They make great friends. Starring Anthony Newley and Mackenzie Aston. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. I recently, a couple years ago, saw the movie again. Oh, yes. Because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. And it's um, Mackenzie Aston. And it's probably the most perverted movie I've ever seen in my life. It's considered one of the worst of all time. It's horrible it's really crazy they try to bathe with him like a lot i feel like on on the set of that movie i fear for him i fear for him yeah there are some wild stories from that movie and i saw it in theaters and yeah and like it was weird it they're in the town i grew up in lake forest they had like there were three movie theaters and there was one that always had, like, whatever the big blockbuster was. It would have, like, Jurassic Park or whatever. And then you had, like, the step-down theater that would like have, like, theater. your... Not even $2 yet. Okay. Uh, and then you had the $2. Uh-huh. And that one is where I saw, like, the Jetsons. <laughs> and, like, I saw Garbage Pail Kids there. And what was really weird about it is the theater was almost completely empty. And after the screening, we came out and they had people in the Garbage Pail Kid costumes no. in the lobby. Why? And it was t- <laughs> terrifying. You had of nightmares. course it was. So I, hardcore, didn't you? I was, I was so disappointed in the movie. <laughs> I was so disappointed in the movie. I don't know what I... You know, I didn't have really bad memories of the movie. I don't think I had that many memories of the movie, but I didn't think I did. And then I saw it as an adult, and I was like, that is not anything that I thought it was going to be. And, like, it it was, to me, it was another in a long line of, like, franchises that I loved that were a toy or something Mm -hmm. else that then did not get adapted properly. And even as, like, a five-year-old, I know, like, that was not a proper adaptation of the Garbage Pail Kids. And I felt that, like, I had experienced that with the Masters of the Universe movie right around that same time where it was like, this is not Masters of the Universe. Uh, I even felt that way. I know people love the Ninja Turtle movies, but I was disappointed in the Ninja Turtle movie. Even the first one? 
Yeah, I wanted Krang and Bebop and Rocket. It was well, not the Ninja Turtles that I loved. You got it there the second Michael Bay one. That was just an episode of the cartoon show. Yeah, if you had, like, I don't know what the thought process of picking the Garbage Pail Kids that they picked for the movie was. Because you would think that, in my mind, there was, like, a main set of Garbage Pail Kids. Right. Like Adam Bomb. Mm-hmm. And they didn't use those characters in the movie. They went for gross factor, for sure. They were like, let's just do the grossest ones we have. And I'm not sure why, because it felt like they were trying to do Gremlins. But then they added these gross characters. It's like, if Gremlins was rapey and gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't. It feels like they kind of missed what you were sort of just saying. Of yeah. They kind of subverted this expectation of I could kind of do the girly stuff, but it was still silly. And it was in this little Venn diagram. And instead we're like, right. no, people like this because it's fucking gross. But I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think they understood their demographic that much. And I'm not sure what exactly their demographic is. I just knew I loved it. And, you know, some of the kids I hung out with, mainly guys, liked it. Um, the movie was also one of those things where, like, it came out, like, after the craze was over. That is also true. <laughs> How long was the craze for? Because the cards were 85 and this was 87. Yeah, it was over. over. Okay, all right. It's like if they made a Pogs movie. Oh, they might. We're getting a Funko movie and nothing is safe. Funko makes sense. How would you do a Pogs movie? Same way you do a Funko movie. You just cross over all the properties that are on Pogs. You make it like Space Jam and each Pog opens that world and it crosses over the characters. Done. You have your Pogs movie. I wouldn't watch it because I was Pogs fucking crazy. Pogs were great. Um, uh, The last thing I'll say about the Garbage Pail Kid movie because there's not that much. I mean, there's a lot to say about it, but... Look, we're here to talk about the cards. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about the movie is it did have a gorgeous poster. It's a very, like, TMNT poster. It has yeah. the garbage rim with the green, like, coming out. It reminds well, me of the not, sewer. There's, that one is cool, too. But there's one that is, uh, like, a painted... It looks like a... Well, here, I'll show it to you. Like... It has the kid on the ground. Oh, it looks like a YA novel cover. It does. It looks yeah, like the, a Goosebumps the cover. Kids are like crawling out of the garbage. Yeah. Looks Released in only 374 theaters. The movie opened to $660,000 oh on a wow. million dollar budget. Oh, no. Garbage pail kids, what happened? It's almost like it was a mistake. No, I don't think so, Mike. <laughs> It's ripe for a reboot. Funny. Who's got the rights? You should say that. No. Because a long time back, Michael Eisner, former Disney (laughs) head honcho, (laughs) bought the rights to Garbage Pail Kids. And I got to go in and pitch on it. Really? And the idea, I want to say this was like, oh, like 2009, 10, maybe. So that was even after the second craze when they were re-released in the early aughts. Yeah. They, they, it was going to be like a sketch show, like an animated sketch show was one of the ideas. And then there was like, 
I, I can't remember all the different ideas. This was so long ago. But it was the first time as like a working professional in the entertainment industry that I got to go and pitch on a property that was like already existing. Yeah. Uh, and it was really fascinating. Uh, especially because I loved Garbage Pail Kids. And uh, even though I loved Garbage Pail Kids, I did not have a take on <laughs> what this animated show would be. <laughs> I'm sure that... I don't know... I'm just trying to think of what I would, if it was turned into a movie, be oh, like really happy with or expect or whatever. It feels like the kind of thing that would almost need a are you afraid of the dark like backdrop and like kids at the playground would have to get together and be like, have you heard about this cabbage patch garbage oh. pail kid? And then you'd have a sketch or a short with that one character. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't <clears throat> have hated that. I would have loved that back then. Like, that would have been my jam. Yeah. But, like, I'm not sure how it will translate to my life now. Well. But I did get excited about, and this is one of the reasons I, when you were like, what do you want to, I was like, uh, I saw on Facebook that they're doing a Garbage Pail Kids and R.L. Stein crossover book series. I think that's a great route to take these. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have ever... If you had been like, you know who's doing a collaboration? I don't think I'd have, <laughs> it would have been like on the top of my brain. But I think they that'll almost work in the same weird way of these were always a parody. Why not put them in something that's already YA and you can kind of parody that now and put them with these monsters. He knows how to do the YA Stephen King kind of stuff. Yeah. That cover looked like a Goosebumps cover on that poster, so I think it all makes sense. I think the fun thing about the cards was that these were characters that were just, like, one-offs. Like, we didn't have to invest in them. Like, you know, they're gross. They're funny. They're, like, a pair, you know, like, they're just, like, this quick little joke. I feel like if the joke's longer sometimes, it's like it's like you're, you're, you're not editing. You're not editing the scene. Right. <laughs> like, like, that was it. <laughs> that was the joke. Interesting. So that's... The Garbage Pail Kids. That is. uh, Leave us a review on iTunes or whichever podcast service you're using. You can email the show at howdoyoufigurepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at howdoyoufigurepc. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash howdoyoufigure and on Instagram at howdoyoufigurepodcast. Anastasia, where can the good people find you and your work? Uh, You can find me at AnastasiaW on Twitter, at AnastasiaWatch on Instagram. If you want to listen or actually watch some of my stand-up, you can go to AnastasiaTV. Um, what else? Uh, you can listen to Serial Killer Podcast at Pod Serial Killer, my life. <laughs> uh, and I have a whole bunch of stand-up shows coming up, so just check out uh, social media for the dates, because I don't remember. Great.